0: You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language.
1: Billy Bradley, saw so him last year at the inaugural Roval. I was there with Jimmy Wags, his good-looking brother, Brandon. We had a hell of a time. We well, had well, well,
2: I, gotta, I gotta stop you right there. What's Jimmy that? Jimmy Wags. Jimmy Wags and his brother were there in their bodies. But the night before okay. they had, they they were in another state from the night before. I mean those okay. pictures on social media to prove that, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, you you're correct. We we had we ran up a it was a uh an undam restricted party the night before the roll. We went to Whiskey River um uh two thousand dollar bar tab later for the how many of us that were there um but but i told you as soon as i i swore to you billy bradley uh, almost with an a blood oath that i would never and i mean ever go to a race at charlotte motor speedway well yeah. fast forward 10 years and they got the roble i was there last year it was amazing I, I i know so many people that went there this year and thought it was absolutely amazing billy the roble has changed my entire outlook on charlotte motor speedway i still hate the all-star race i still cannot stand the coca-cola 600 although i know its place in history i just the most boring damn races we're ever going to see but i'm okay with those races as long as we keep that roble because once again the roble did not disappoint billy bradley it was and, and i and and billy you and i Haven't talked about this um, with Rob Lopes yet, but I'm going to tell you something. My actual, I I was so tired and exhausted after following the points as they run with the 16. Billy, at the end of that race, I I was, I almost needed a towel. I was just, I mean, just, this lap would go by and there were five points as good. This lap would go by and there were three points out. This lap would happen. Ryan Newman would take it three damn wide, do all this crazy kind of stuff. Billy, it was the kind of stuff you hope for as a fan of a sport. Am I right? I mean, this is what you're looking for. Drama, excitement, everything's on the line. Billy had everything we could have possibly wanted, didn't
2: it? I agree with you 100%. And just like you said, it was every lap it was changing. Throughout that one complete lap, you know, Ryan Newman would be in that lap. uh, Halfway down to the heartburn turn, he he was out by one point. Before they got back, he was in it. So,
1: it was changing every time. Crazy set of circumstances. Rob, I guess I should alter my saying that it had everything we wanted with the exception of the 16 didn't get in. Rob, tell me about your all, the 16. We all watched it unfold and that sort of thing. But, man, i I I got to believe, even though you guys came out on the wrong end, that, th- I mean, literally, you guys did damn near everything you possibly could to get to that far in the season, and you guys were fighting until the last damn lap.
0: Yes. Uh, it, talk about a roller coaster of a day and I, you use the most descriptive word you could use with exhausting. It got to the point where we, we, it, it you couldn't all, you, you almost didn't want to watch the broadcast, you know, cause we have TVs down there, scoring monitors and everything. And it, it, <laughs> it, it was exhausting. It's yeah. exa- that's the best way to put it. Just trying to watch. We're like, look, man. I got. To, I couldn't watch the broadcast anymore. I, I was trying to find a Jumbotron just to watch. So I didn't see the broadcast and see points as they run. Because you know what? Points as they run don't mean shit. Yeah. But you also yeah. need to know, like, we knew who we needed to be ahead of. We knew how many spots we needed to be ahead or behind. We knew who we were racing. And, yeah, we came out on the short end of it. But it wasn't for lack of fight. It wasn't for lack of trying. It wasn't for lack of effort. Um, but like I said, a few weeks ago, uh, you know, we were talking about football and about, you know, they blame a loss on the field goal kicker from 54 yards or something like that. You had 60 minutes to score points. You know what? We need to be better all year. And then you're not in that position. However, Ryan Newman drove his tail off all day. And you think he, he knew what was going on in the car. And you and if you listen to the scanner, he was asking, where's the 10? Where's the 88? They're the guys we are pretty much racing now. Where's the 12? He knew who he had to race. He knew what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. And we blew the chicane late in the race, and it was a fine line as far as what went on. You know, it was about the turtles and about the rumble strips and where's your tires and where's this and where's that. And at the end of the day, they they assessed us a thirty second penalty because we didn't serve a pass through. They were telling Ryan, and that's how the forty one got wrecked. They were telling Ryan, "Are you got to do a pass through? No, you don't. You were here, okay? Or you got to do a stop and go? No, you don't. You were here, okay? You didn't serve your pass through. Now you got, or you didn't serve your stop and go. Now you got to do a pass through? No, you don't." And he was bobbing and weaving, and he wrecked the forty-one, and that turned into a little conversation on pit road at the end of the race. Yeah, and I don't think uh, I don't think the driver of the forty-one was all that thrilled. However, mm. you know what? We were doing what we need to do. Everybody in those cars were working their tails off at that racetrack, and you know what? There's a lot of entertainment there. There's there's some ways to make that racing even better. Yeah. I've I thought from last year, all right, the first year is going to be an experiment. They're going to make improvements. The second year is going to be better. I think the third year at the Roval will probably be what everybody wants. There will be great racing. There will be good entertainment. Yeah. The fact that it's a cutoff race, I mean, that's like having Talladega as a cutoff race. It's a wild card race. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I, I uh, the, the nine to wreck the car Mm-hmm. and then just drive back through the field, they Amazing. had it going on. Yeah. They had it going on. And I don't know if anybody had anything for that nine. That's no joke. But I'm going to tell you what, the driver of the six, Ryan Newman and our six team, we worked our tails off. We have done everything we could do with what we've had to work with all season. Yeah. And we've got seven races left. We're not laying down. We've got seven to go, and we've got more to show. Yeah.
1: Well, that's amazing to hear Rob Lopes. I can tell you one thing and I can tell you one thing without a shadow of a doubt, it does not matter what race you put number three at the end of the first round, there is going to be at least six teams all trying everything they can to get in. I mean, at least six with points. Not counting the guys oh. that have to come up there and win, but the fact that right. it's at this Roval and you and and I, I never thought about it the way you just said it, but you know, year one nobody knows what to do. Year two we're going to make some adjustments. Year three, I mean, holy shit, Rob! I never even thought about that. I, if, if this race can get any better from a from a fan standpoint, which I firmly believe it it can, I, this is this isn't a ama- There is never, ever, never been a championship decided like this year's championship is going to be decided the rules are a little bit different you know with stage points and now we've done a few things but this is wildly entertaining and i hate the fact that somebody's got to get in by a point and somebody's got to get out by a point but fact of the matter is it was absolutely a delight to watch it was fun this is when we talk about Guys like Kellen Winslow, when he left it out there all on the field, you know, thirty years ago, went for the San Diego Chargers. When we see guys put in performances like that, teams have put in performances like that. And, and hey, good for Alex Bowman. He did what he needed to do too. Damn it! And I and he got in yeah. by by one point. Um, and and, it, and, it's, and and I'm glad you said this weeks and weeks ago. It's not y- y'all didn't lose um, you know this thing on on Sunday. You know, one position over the. And by the way, Billy, can we go back to Bristol and talk to all those people who are so upset about one position? Yeah. <laughs> one position. <Yeah. laughs> Ryan Newman's out by one point. I think he wins the tiebreak. Well, he wasn't the one the tiebreaker because Alex Bowman got a P two there. But,
2: God, but all he has
0: to do, all he needs is, uh, all he needs well, is two passes. Well, the thing of it is, all, all the, thi- the The thing of it is, is you look at Bristol. And Bristol is still in the regular season, yeah. and you're doing all you can to get your points positions and to be in the playoffs, <laughs> and you're doing that, okay? Yeah. So you look at you can look at that all you want, and then you can you start the playoff run. You know what? We finished a position better in in Vegas, things yeah. are different. And we mm-hmm. ran excellent in Richmond. You finished a position yeah. better in Richmond, and things are different. You know, everything mm-hmm. counts, man. Everything counts all year, whether, you know, and it could be the most, and, and it's like I said in a previous podcast, the thing I look at the most is the very first race of the season when we finished on the left front inner liner yeah, because part. of the way the cautions fell and because of needing to make minimum speed and all this stuff and that whole, that whole damaged vehicle policy thing and the time clock. That makes a difference. You can look anywhere you want, anywhere you want. Yeah. But you know what? That right there, I look at that as that's what made our playoff chance right yep. there.
1: From, from now, race you one. Know,
0: you, you finish a position better every week, and things are different. Yeah. But you know what? It is about not laying down and fighting to the end every chance you get. That's well, what
1: th- This brings up a great point that um, I think Billy and I may be on two sides of this coin. Kyle Busch has a very, let's just say, politely shitty first round. Um, Lays yep. an egg race one in his hometown track at Las Vegas. Doesn't do a whole ton of. I mean, I, well, I guess he finished what P two in the second round, and then P- finished twenty uh, ninth or something um, at the yeah, Roval. He Still,
2: at Richmond. That was yeah that had a good right. run at right.
1: richmond um did terrible at uh, the first race terrible on the third race still is the points leader now billy um you are the firm believer that as terrible as the first round that Kyle bush has there's no way he should be the points leader going into into and i don't want to put words in your mouth. But there's no way that no. and then for his performance in here, he should be points leader going into round two. Am I saying this correctly? Cor- correct me absolutely,
2: if I'm wrong. Absolutely not. He shouldn't be the points leader. He was the regular season champion, right? He got his mm-hmm. prize or trophy, whatever they gave him. He got the lead going into the first three rounds. That should be it. You know, if the Pittsburgh Steelers make it to the playoffs and they lose, they're the number one team, they lose in the playoffs, they don't get a bye automatically to the Super Bowl.
0: No. Right. And and I wanna and I wanna interject here. Mm-hmm. Points are points. And the way stage wins work and and race wins work and all that sort of stuff, that carries over. When they do the reset, all that stuff carries over and it makes a difference. Yeah. You here's, know here's and, my and, that's why, and that's the way the structure is. That's the way the structure is. So, yeah. You know, now, Martin Truex, I believe, and I haven't looked at the points, so I couldn't tell you what the split is here and there. You know, he he closed the gap. Yeah. Because all I right. think Kyle, the, the driver of the 18, has more stage wins and all this other stuff. He's accumulated a cushion. Mm-hmm. But you better believe mm-hmm. that 19 is working on that cushion, too. And there's a chance... Depending on how things go, they they could cash their check all the way to the to the final four, yeah. just by running well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, think, you know, like I well said, ahead. I don't know
0: the splits and all, but
1: I got them right here. Kyle Busch is plus forty one. TrueX is plus thirty six, so he's only five points ahead of TrueX. Hamlin,
0: one
2: win. yeah, five one, back. One
1: um, Hamlin is plus twenty five, which means he's fifteen sixteen points back. Logano is 17 points back, and that's the top four. And then Harvick in fifth position is 18 um, 18 points back. Well, he, Here's my take on the whole thing. I, I can say this because um, if y'all remember when we started the playoffs, I picked Martin Truex Jr. to win the race, and I said I thought he was sandbagging the last several races of the season. For the way I look at it, the last seven races of the season – the nineteen team was in playoff mode and didn't give a shit about the regular season. Kyle Bush, on the other hand, was out there still winning races, competing, being pissed off about, you know, stupid little shit and that sort of thing. And the way I see it, Kyle Bush has done nothing wrong but play within the rules. The rules yep. state you take your stage wins, your stage points, all that stuff, you carry forward with you. And Kyle Bush ran the entire regular season like like it was the only race he had to go for. And in my opinion, yep. Martin Truex Jr. in the nineteen, they didn't do that. Now they kicked it in the first year. You can't tell me that all of a sudden Martin Truex Jr. went from a 18 ap 15 P eighteen, a P fifteen, P seventeen guy for the last several races of the season, all of a sudden wins two out of the first three and finishes in the top ten. Um, and, and the last one, I'm okay with the rule the way it's written because it makes these guys still fight for it. Kyle Busch did this because he didn't want anybody else to get a victory and an automatic bid to go in. He's trying to keep people out. Um, yeah, and I'm okay with the it.
2: Rule, the rule but, is if you win one race, you're automatically
0: in to the playoffs.
1: If you're in the Basically, top. Great.
0: Basically, 20, if you're in – the top 20-some in points, top, but yeah, points. the thing of it is, the thing of it is, now here's the kicker, and it hasn't happened, but here's the kicker of that. You get 16 winners, which I can't remember the last time we've had that. We were you close to it. You get 16 winners, 17 winners. Now it's a different story. Yeah. I I, I
2: thought it was either 12 or 14 winners one Mm -hmm. year we had. I I couldn't remember. So I would say 14 because those were the two numbers that were sticking in my head. And I think you are right. We started it after that that next year. Well,
1: all I'm going to say is is that um, I understand you're upset about it. I understand. I, I what the fuck is um um who's the DBC guy? What the fuck's his name? Um, Griffin. Greg Griffin's all been Bruce. out of shape about this thing too. Um, but but here's here's what I'll say about it. Um, we saw the most winners we've seen in in two decades in NASCAR. Um. And then within two years of this point thing going forward, see everybody watched what happened last year with these stage points. Everybody watched that stuff. They watched Joey Logano take those stage points uh, all the way, all the way through. And then now we're two years removed from this rule, and and we did not have anywhere near twelve or fourteen drivers win a race. So, in my uneducated mind, the rule is working now. Whether that rule needs to be augmented a little bit but, here, or there uh, I, it may be, but the rule is working as question. intended.
2: Yeah. Uh, I All mean, right. Uh, Martin Truex just won the 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 first two races or two races in the first three round mm-hmm. in the first round, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: All uh, right. Clint Boyer, who who barely made it in, has into the final position. He mm-hmm. wins two races this out of the first round, and he's still going to be ranked probably ninth or 10th. Yeah. And
0: that's okay. And that's okay. And,
1: and Billy, I see where you're – I would counterpoint – I
0: see where you're at, Billy, yeah. I see where you're at, Billy, but that's okay. You know what? I've seen a lot of static on social media about, oh, you know, you could win every race of the season – and you go to Homestead and you have a bad day, no, or, or somebody takes you out and you lose a championship. Well, you know what? Here's yeah. the yeah. thing about that, and this is, and, and and I'm going to relate back to the stick and ball sport. <laughs> I believe yeah. there were some teams that went had a perfect season and lost the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah,
0: it happens, yeah. man. It yeah. happens. So yeah. you know what? Uh, That's part of the game. That's part of the game. And in racing, you, you know what? If you see a team win. 26 races before the playoff starts, let's be serious. Let's be serious. We're talking about racing, okay? We ain't talking about football because there's only two teams on the field when you play football. There's only two teams on the field when you play baseball. But you know Mm -hmm. what? There's 40 teams on that racetrack every week, whether you're in the playoffs or not. Yeah. So there's stuff going on everywhere. I
2: would would say... wins eight of these final ten races... And yep. doesn't win the championship, and we see a new rules package for the Chase next year because you know it's going to happen. Well, I, if you
1: remember, the reason they started this playoff format or whatever, that when, when they went back and looked at it, Bill Jr. would have won the damn. If you remember, he blew his, his engine at Chicago. And then if you would have yeah. followed that guy, he, he would have been the winner of the championship. He would have been the championship winner at Homestead. I think he came in P2 at Homestead that year. Yes. And, if, and the next Got year, you. they changed the rule that if you would have followed Dale Jr.'s path in the last ten races, oh. he would have been the damn champion. Well, um, yeah. so
2: like the UCF team and go buy a championship. <laughs> for team
1: then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, hey, I'm always up for a reason to celebrate, uh, Billy Bradley. <laughs> yeah. But, I'll say this. Time. I'll say. Speaking of back in time, we'll talk about the time machine here um, in, in a little bit. But um, we, uh, I, 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 I'll say, I definitely see your point. I see Brett Griffin's point. But as far as long as those are the rules, I'm perfectly okay with it because they're playing by them and they're and they're using them to their advantage. That's what that's what Chad canals has done so many years. And I'll say, Pittsburgh Steelers may be the number one seed. But they're gonna get the number one seed they're not gonna lose that number one seed all through the playoffs. they're gonna play the shittiest nah. team out the bat. they're gonna play the next shittiest team after that, but they don't reseed That's a
2: point.
1: they don't they don't reseed well, after each one so i I would be but, okay but... go ahead rob
0: no well well Dad, what i was, what I was just thinking about was what you just said i mean everybody everybody knows the rules you know what you need to do. Yeah. And you work within them, and yeah. if you can capitalize on those rules, yeah. then you capitalize on it. And yeah. but it's not like they're changing week to week because they're yeah. not. Everybody knows what they need to do.
1: Yeah, everybody Rob, you knows know, you, how,
0: everybody knows how to work it, so you work it.
1: You just reminded me, Rob, of this hundred percent rule that NASCAR has, and they pull out whenever they, I think they would need to use it. But I want to talk to you about. I mean, I mean one could argue. The 100% rule on any lap in NASCAR. But there at the end of the race, I saw the 6 and the 17 trade a little paint. Is that anything you guys talked about after the race? Did you see it happen? Did anything? But it looks like Ricky Sandow Jr. Wasn't giving anybody, um, and, and I'm not saying that there's any problem between the 17 and the six, but but this is the end of the race. You got all these. This is a cutoff race. It's the robo, and you got guys like Ricky Sandhouse Jr. looking for a ride. He wasn't he wasn't letting anybody go past him. Um, and then we you know, see guys like Kyle Bush who's kind of he take a P29, because he's already going to the next rule and the next thing. I I see where the 100 percent rule could come in and place, Billy Bradley. I'm not I'm not saying your your point is unvalid, but Rob Lopes, did you see the contact between the 17 and the six there towards the end of the race?
0: I did, um, and it was mentioned over the radio. Okay. Um, and I mean, you have to you you already you you spelled it out. Yeah. You you have to look at the dynamics of it, you know, the logistics of it. Uh, you know, Ricky's looking for a ride. He he's not signed any anywhere yet. You know, he's trying to do his deal, and he's trying to do the best he can for that 17 team. And, yeah, we're in the same house, and I get it. And for the good of Roush, Mm -hmm. for the good of the company, you know what? The 17 doesn't trade paint with the six. And I'm being on the six, I'm not happy about that. But I understand understand the issue. I understand the mentality. And I get it. Because right now, in all honesty you know Ricky's thankful for his 11 years there and mm-hmm. he's done well there and he's won them some Xfinity championships and you know and he's won a couple races there and he mm-hmm. owes it to his team to fight and I get that for the yeah. better for the good of the company he doesn't need to race the 6 yeah. nor and, and in my opinion being a team member on the 6 and we're in the playoffs no you don't race the 6 but Reality sets in man. You know yeah. what at this point? He don't owe Roush a damn thing Let's be yeah. honest And a in a driver's mentality a driver's mentality mm-hmm. he, he goes you know what? I need a ride and I'm gonna race everybody I need to race to show that I can do the job Yeah, so I get it now on the short end of the stick. Yeah Yeah, I'm not pleased about the way it happened but you know yeah. what? I get the mentality, and that's the way it is. And you know what? That's, that's, what, that's what keeps people in the seats. That's what keeps people drawn because, you, because you're racing. You might be teammates. You might be, you, you're building cars next to these guys. You, you all are doing the, doing the job, and you're in the same house. But you know yeah. what? You're still competitors. Billy, did you see? Did it. you
2: see?
1: Did you see the contact I was I was referring to, Billy? There to, towards the end of the race.
2: No, I didn't. But I saw some uh, uh, reruns on uh, NASCAR to America or one of those shows. And yeah. Rob, I think you put it a lot quite better than I was. I think it was just a <laughs> bullshit move from Ricky after Jack Roush made the comment over the weekend that. He looks forward to uh, making the cars go faster than actually working on wrecked race cars. I think Ricky had a whole different mentality. Now, that's me as a fan point seeing it.
1: Well, Billy, let me tell you what, what yeah. I see here, okay? I, I'm perfectly okay. with Of course, I'm a fan. I don't give a shit about uh, a race car driver's feelings. I'm, I'm not supposed to. I'm a fanatic. I can care less about that shit, but... I'm sitting here as a small business owner and a race fan, and I see Jack Roush come out and tell the truth. Now, another thing, those right. fellows on Three Bumper Clear said they couldn't stand the way they thought Jack Roush played it. You know, it was, too hard, hard was yeah. too hard on. I'm thinking, what the fuck? The guys wrecked dozens of race cars for Christ's sake. You're moving forward, and and everybody a couple years ago when uh, Richard Childress said, "We're well, here. We're going to salute the flag, and we're not going to put up with any other dumb shit." I thought that was an idiotic statement. I don't disagree with him, but I thought that was an idiotic statement. And everybody in NASCAR was like. Hey, that's his business. He can do what he wants to. And now all of a sudden, Jack Rouse comes out and says, well, we're going to spend our time making our our race cars better or faster instead of repairing them. And and then all of a sudden, a couple people get their feelings hurt because Jack Rouse came out here and said that. Well, it's the damn truth. And here's the other truth. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in a tough position because there's some guys in that garage that want to see him be a team player and not fuck up another teammate's chance or wreck another race car, and you got the other guys that are saying, "I want to see what this does to Ricky Stenhouse. He's going to put his foot on the gas and get going, and 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 take no prisoners, or what? He's in. A, he's really almost in a no-win situation. And and I and I get where Rob's coming from. I, I wish he wouldn't have, but I understand it. And here's, I don't think anything Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is good. You can ask ten people, ten car owners in there, and you're probably going to get. Uh, you know, maybe not ten different, different answers, answers on what they're looking for, but you're going to get a bunch to... of different ones. Yeah, and go can ahead. I
0: interject, yeah, here and and this and here lies the quandary with "quote unquote" silly season and whatever you want to call it when crew chiefs are changing, drivers are changing. You basically you're looking at a "quote unquote" lame duck driver. He doesn't have a contract. He 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 doesn't have a contract with a team he's driving for, for the last eight races. He yeah. doesn't have a con a, a, a new contract on the table. Nobody's offered him any rides. He's not going anywhere. So here lies the quandary. He has he has to drive to get himself a job, just like Drop. any of us in you know in the real world that are looking for a job. We need a job. So I'm going to do what I need to do to get me a job, and if it hurts somebody's feelings, then it hurts somebody's feelings. And you know yeah. what? I therein lies, like I said, the best, the best word for it is a quandary. I mean, yeah. yeah, you want to be a good teammate to Ryan? Yes, you do, because you're still employed. You're still drawing checks from Ralph Fenway. Yeah. But at the same time, you're trying to get yourself a damn job because in the end of it, you're a contractor, man. Yeah, you're a contractor. <laughs> the way I am, the way you are, Dan, the way yeah. you are, Billy, we're contractors in the long run. Yeah. Well, let I me. Mean, the racing business has changed. The racing business has changed yeah. to where the sponsors aren't tied. They're tied more to the drivers than they are the teams, yeah. you know, differently than it was twenty years ago, you know, and it it makes a difference. You want a job, you know, and there's yeah. some sponsors that'll leave the sport if their driver doesn't has a job, and that's the way it is, you know, that's the reality of it. So the man's trying to get a the man's trying to get a new contract with somebody. Yeah. In the meantime, he's still driving for those guys that are building his cars. There's guys at the shop that are slaving away. He's doing what he needs to do to make himself better and to work for his team and not lay down. But, yeah. you know, it, it, like I said, it's a quandary, man, It's and it's a, it's a slippery slope. And and I see both sides, and the reason I see both sides is because I've been in the sport for as long as I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, know, well, you from, just From, from, me, you from just a six-car guy, from a six-car guy, you know what? Don't race us, Ricky. Don't race us. Don't beat the fenders off our shit. Yeah. Don't race us. We've got things to prove. We're trying to do something for the better of the company. Whereas he is like, hey, man, I need to race. Yeah. I need a job. And so, by the way, it's, that's, it's tough. that's what that I number lie. six
1: car was torn up. I, I mean, that six oh car God. looked like it literally was in a battle. I mean, it looked like it went to war.
2: That's a shit.
0: I really wanted I really wanted NASCAR to put our car through the damn OSS and through the, through the body scan. I really did. Because we were standing we standin around it like you have to do. Yeah. You know, when you're in the top ten or if you're a playoff car, you get yeah. pulled aside, and they evaluate your cars, and, you know, you're going to get scanned. You're going to go through OSS. You're just going to do heights and weights. If you've got post-race tech you've got to deal with. It. Well, since yeah. we were out, they were just holding us because – you know, th- that's the deal. Yeah. And we were, we were looking at our car like, is there anything straight on this <laughs> Yeah, i on the track. <laughs> is there anything on this car that looks the way it did when we unloaded it off the truck? And we yeah. almost, we, we walked around to the right side and where the door number was, it still kind of looked pretty good. And we were <laughs> ready to go full on, de- <laughs> you know, we were ready to go full on, like, I don't want you spoiled, Buck, and we were ready to kick the door yeah. just to make sure that there was nothing straight on that.
1: Nothing thing. straight, yeah. Yeah, somebody was going to accidentally lean into it.
0: This is P- the only straight panel we got, P- kick it. I don't want you spoiled, Buck.
1: Yeah. Hey, Billy, we call that a, a Brad Keselowski pit stop. When you, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you, when you, when you bump the door, the passenger door <laughs> with your ass as you're changing a tire, um, yeah. that, that's what that's called. Rob, you mentioned something else there. You were talking about, uh, you know, Ricky's still fighting for a job, but he's a contract employee, You're a contract employee, blah, blah, blah. Well, we got some news this week that NASCAR is knocking travel personnel down from, I think, 12 to 10. And yes. it looks like imminent that NASCAR is going to start mandating that teams buy these um, these parts from approved manufacturers. And, they're, and, I mean, so there is a lot of guys that are going to be um, – the, the sport is changing wildly. I, it, it probably has to for a myriad of regions, but it doesn't matter what we think. It's changing. There's a bunch of people getting ready to lose their jobs. There's a bunch of of travel things going away. A. What does this mean for um, a, a guy like uh, a guy like you who's a tire specialist that travels and and when this, I mean, I, my goodness gracious, what has anybody? I'm sure you guys been, you know, talking, thinking, knowing that this is coming probably more than Billy and I have. But I mean, is there any plan for the thousand? People are so in these race shops that are going to be not making parts anymore for their own teams?
0: Well, you know, it, um, it's funny you bring that up because that was a little bit of a discussion today. Mm-hmm. You know, there there were some new rules that have been brought out about 2020 mm-hmm. as far as chassis, as far as, you know, rules and et cetera. And yes, there's going to be a huge change in the sport. Yeah. And with all these approved parts and where you can buy them from and this and that, you know that's gonna make a big deal and the sad thing to say is the money's still gonna be spent it's just gonna be spent elsewhere yeah. i don't think I don't think the costs are gonna go down; it's just a matter of who's getting the money. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion um and I think. And this is again, this is my opinion, and I'm.
2: I I would like
0: to think that I have, and this is, this is personal. Uh, I would like to think that I have, a. Future, because I spent better than half my life doing this. Well, actually, mm-hmm. no, I spent just about half my life. I'm 50 years old. I've been in the Cup Series for 24 years, mm-hmm. and. I have done everything I could to learn everything I can about everything everything I can on this race car I know how to weld I know how to build I can build a car personally Just because I've paid I took the time earlier in my career to learn how these things are built and To learn how to weld and to learn how to fabricate and learn how to use all these machines Now there's going to be guys that are going to lose their jobs And it's really going to be sad because the industry just, I think back to 2008 when the when the business shrank and mm-hmm. a lot of guys lost their jobs, and we're we're looking at that again. Mm-hmm. But the money's still going to be spent; it's just going to be spent elsewhere. We're not going to be paying salaries; we're going to be paying for parts. Yeah. So, and as far as the as far as the team reduction, the roster numbers going to the racetrack, that means your personnel. At the racetrack, have to be more versatile. Yeah, they have to be mechanics. They have yeah. to be fabricators. They have to be tire specialists. They have to do two jobs. Yeah. There's going to be guys that are there that have to be able to be versatile and be flexible, mm-hmm. and that's what's coming. Yeah, a shame as it is to say because you you, you you don't want guys to lose their jobs. You know they got families to provide for. You know everybody has yeah. bills, and you know the thing of it is, and I've said this a hundred times. The drivers make the lion's share of the money, yeah, and that's fine. You know, just like the quarterbacks in the NFL make the lion's share of the money, but mm-hmm. the, at the end of the day, a gallon of milk and a gallon of gas cost the same for Denny Hamlin and Ryan Newman and Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick and all those cats that are sitting in the seat. A gallon of milk and a gallon of gas cost the same for them as it does for Rock Lopes and... Yep. And every damn body that's putting their hands on that race car.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and and this is a sport we we love. And we've, de- the guys that are in the sport right now have dedicated the better part of their life probably to this. So it's going to hurt. It's really yeah. going to hurt.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a sad, sad uh, end to the things that, We've known it. Billy, one of my favorite, the very first time I went to a race shop was the day that the name I ever heard the name Sloppy Yellow as a junior motorsports. And the most fun part of that entire tour. Was the fab shop? I mean, seeing those guys weld that shit together and put that stuff on there, I was like, "Good lord, this is!" And those guys were flying around that shop like it was. I mean, like, I mean, it's obviously their job, but I would expect them to be painstakingly slow. These guys are doing welds on these yeah. cars that are just amazing. You know, they ain't got time for you know mistakes and all that. These guys are good, and that was my my, my yeah. the most fun and interesting piece was was the body shop. And and the paint booth, because they had a, one of these things that turned the damn cars and all this kind of stuff. Billy, it was wildly entertaining, and to think that now those things are going to come in a box. It's its weird, Billy. It's weird to think about it, isn't it?
2: Yes, yes. And, you know, I, I'm hoping, you know, we're, we're talking about everybody having the same parts and stuff. I hope NASCAR nice parts, you know, I think they really screwed up because everybody's talking about the Johnny Sauter incident about mm-hmm. him having an engine failure and yeah. wanting to put him into chase NASCAR screwed up or Brian Brent screwed up when he said I'm Brian Brent and I can put yeah. Jeff Gordon into chase because I want to.
1: Boy did he ever. Yeah he absolutely did and and I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing I wanted to talk about though no, you've got um uh A a race engine shop that takes their engines back from the failed Las Vegas race. Okay, the ones that failed took them all, Billy. Took every engine out of that truck series and brought it back to their 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 shop, and they took them apart. And you're like, you know what? Nothing the teams did, nothing that Thor Racing did, nothing that any of these race teams did caused the the catastrophic failure of these engines. It's obviously that those guys sent those engines back out with problems, with issues. It cost Thor Racing. I mean, listen, we we, we can all speculate, but here's what happened. Thor Racing blew engines, Billy Bradley, and the race team did nothing to that engine to cause it to catastrophic fail. They got a shitty engine from a supplier. What would happen if Dale... Redneck Jesus Jr. was running a race, leading the race, going to win, and he had a malfunctioning engine from a third-party person that NASCAR NASCAR mandates that you got to buy from. Billy, they would burn that fucking track down. There wouldn't be a seat left. There wouldn't be a corn dog left because it'd be all fire and burnt up into a crisp. I think we got some serious issues. We need to that we got some. This this may not be all. There's this could, and I hope it doesn't. But there could be some really bad shit circumstances come through. What do you think Kyle Busch is going to say if he gets one of these bad engines? It would be NASCAR's hey, worst nightmare. But Billy, before you, an answer,
0: Billy before you answer, Billy, before you answer, before you answer, I I just want to say this. I have a thought on this, but I want you. I want to hear what you have to say, Billy. But I have a thought on this just because it's the direction of the sport but well, Billy I definitely want to hear what you have to say about this so go
2: I I'm okay with it as long as they all they all have the same rules and NASCAR doesn't interject and do the same thing they done you know with the Jeff Gordon incident as long yeah. as if Dale Jr goes in I'll be pissed off about it but about a week a week away I'll get over it I mean they all have to play by the same rules we can't Step in and say, "Okay, we we found this part to be a failure. It's none of the team's fault. So I'm sorry it happened, but we can't let you in."
1: Yeah. Well, so, Rob, what you got, bud?
0: Well, what I got on this is the the other traveling series, the Xfinity Series, and and the and the truck series. They use a lot of. Sealed engines, like you have to re-race an engine. Yeah. You know, you you bring it to the track, they seal it, long block, short block, all these other things. And these are rules that are coming to the Cup Series. Yeah. Now, what happens is, now I don't, and here again, I I don't know all the details as far as what went to Vegas for these guys, whether they were sealed engines, whether they were fresh, you know, I don't know. But obviously, it was from one manufacturer. And the problem with that is, is these engine builders buy parts from other vendors. Yeah. And if you get a bad run of lifters or a bad run of valves or a bad run of rockers, and you're building all your engines with it, and boom, that engine's sealed, and you have to rerun it so you say, hey, I'm rerunning this engine in Vegas. And all these guys are like, okay, we're using these engines for Vegas, but there's a bad, you know, there's a bad batch of lifters or or, or what have you. You know, I'm just picking apart, mm-hmm. and they all fail at the same time because it's all the same batch, and it all came from the same builder. Yeah, does that make the builder look bad? Absolutely. But you know, the thing of it is, is this is something that's coming to the Cup Series, and this herein lies the underlying issue. With sealing engines, and yes, in the long run, are you trying to save the team's money? Yes, you are by reusing engines, long block, short block, whatever. You're you're trying to save the team's money, but at the same time, all it takes is a bad run of parts from one of these outside vendors, yeah, and it can be catastrophic, yeah. as you saw in Vegas for the Truck Series, yeah, and this and this is coming down the line for the Cup Series. We are talking sealed long blocks, sealed, you know, sealed short blocks. You know, you have to rerun this motor. You have to rerun this engine, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, and all these engine builders are well aware of that. And yeah. you, you, you could see this. I mean, the engines are more durable now than they've ever been, ever. Nice. We used to, When we used to go to the 600, you know, well, back in the day, when we were throwing two and three engines in a weekend, yeah. and they were trying to get away from that. And then yeah. it was, okay, you know, whatever engine you bring is what you've got to run through the entire weekend. And they were yeah. made more durable. You know, and we were counting laps. Okay, you get 50 laps of practice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: You know, yeah. now it's like, hey, man, you go ahead and run what you need to run. Yeah. We know you got a 600-mile race. You run what you need to run because these things are damn near bulletproof. But now yeah. you're looking at things like, okay, you got to run a 200-mile race, a 300-mile race, a 400-mile race, and you got to bring that engine back for another 400-mile race plus practice and qualifying. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, these engines are taking a beating. And this is <laughs> – it's it's just – it's phenomenal what everybody from the vendors on to the builders – have been able to accomplish with parts and labor and technology to make these things as durable as they are, and still produce the horsepower and and everything that they do. Yeah. But all it takes, like I said, all it takes is a bad run of parts. The coating's not right on something, or mm-hmm. or you know something happened along the way that that wasn't detected in a, in a quality control. And all of a sudden, you have a rash of engine failures, and it could have catastrophic consequences in the playoffs. It can happen. Yeah. So well, we're, here's you know, the... we're, we're looking we're looking at a huge dynamic here, and like you said, Billy, you know what? You can't reinstate these teams into the playoffs for what happened. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> And if you do, how do you do it? Unless you unless you say, okay, we're going to reinstate you, but instead of eliminating two the next round, we're going to eliminate four or or whatever. All right. Well, that
1: brings me, yeah, Rob. I, I appreciate that. That brings me into um, a few a, a little a few other little news items we need to take um, in account here. But Billy, I don't know if you saw this because it just it happened today, but NASCAR merged K and N with Arca. For next year did you see that billy
2: i saw that they've done it i haven't read up on it i think well
1: here's a here's thing. what's happening they're taking the east west divisions and each of them are going to have six to eight races a piece then they're going to have a separate 20 race national schedule with a 10 race showdown within that schedule and it's it, they're going to use the rules package to allow the 2019 cars from both the KM and the arcus series and, and the uh, schedules are going to be announced and this sort of thing. But, but, you know, we talked about this two years ago when, when NASCAR started buying up properties, you know, they got racing electronics, they got K and N, they got ARCA and all this stuff. are like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Well, here's what they're going to do. They're they're And, and, and listen, Kyle Bush um, pretty much ruined. Uh, almost a generation of young drivers because he kept winning everything in the truck series and the Xfinity (laughs) series and nobody got any damn victories under their belt. NASCAR made some rules and realized, okay, hey, we we don't have any young drivers in the sport. We're going to lose a bunch of them. Uh, Tony Stewart, Dale Jr., Jeff Gordon. I mean, we didn't know about Carl Edwards, but we lost all these big stars. Well, now I think Billy, we got a good, good, good feeder system getting ready to come in. And even though I'm not a fan of and I'm not a fan of Arca. I don't. I ain't got enough time to. If I had time to watch k n and Arca races, I, I I would definitely have several more zeros in my damn bank account that I don't have currently today. But Billy, <laughs> from a <laughs> from a thirty thousand foot view, I like the way they're doing this and making it easier for teams. To, to work on their skills and get up into the into the truck level, the extended level, and so forth. I, I think it's a great move, Billy.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, really, what other better way to get them a feeding system based off of because you just hit the nail right on the head. Kyle Bush has taken away from the William Byrons, the Tyler Reddick, and all those, I mean, Yeah, they're a hell of a race car drivers, but just imagine how many wins they can. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and we would definitely have a whole different – it would be a whole different, you know, ball game here from the driver's standpoint if we would have had that. Hey, we're going to take one break. But, Billy, I I would be crazy if I didn't talk about this Bubba um, and – and 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 Alex Bowman bullshit and um real quick because and, and it's been beat to death but I'm gonna beat it again I would say this I'm all for Bubba Wallace being ex- I, I have praised him on this show which you and I both have Billy Bradley we have praised him on his show for wearing his heart on his sleeve but when he can't control yeah. his emotions and, and understand the situation at that hand when a guy is getting medical attention he doesn't deserve having me follow him around and and waste any time wondering what the hell he's doing. I mean, I'm going to watch him, and I hope he does still wear his heart on his sleeve and all that other kind of stuff. But to me, I don't respect any man that can't control himself in a situation like that. That's not macho to me. That's not uh, brave to me. It's not showing how big and bad it is. It's showing me that he's not smart enough to control what he is, and he's weak weak people act out like that in the bad in the worst possible way in that situation all he had to do was recognize alex bowman was getting medical he's not like he doesn't know who the medical director of nascar is for christ's sakes and i would have looked right in the camera and i would have said when he's healthy i'm gonna beat his ass that's it that's all he had to do and i'd have been like yes and but i mean and if i was alex bowman i would say man what kind of guy wants to wants to have a driver like that did can't even re- can't even control his emotions like that after he sees somebody sick. Fuck him. He's an asshole. I can't wait to pass him again. That's what I would say if I'm out. But I'm an asshole, Billy, and I've been told that millions of times. <laughs> Dan,
0: Dan, you you know what? Basically, you just t- you touched on the exact thing that needs to happen. You know what? If Bubba Wallace wants to walk up to him and jaw with him, then you jaw. But it's just like you said. We're talking man to man here. You know, it doesn't matter, man to man, woman to woman. You throw a water or Gatorade or whatever the heck it was, or a damn bourbon in somebody's face. Yeah, that's like, you know yeah. what? If you were in hockey, you're throwing the gloves off right then, man. <laughs> yeah, you're throwing the gloves off. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah. Yes, the driver of the 88, Alex Bowman, has had a couple scrapes in the last two weeks with the three and with the 43. Now can that yeah. come back to biting? Perhaps it can. But you know yeah. what? That's the sport we're in. And it might bite him in the ass and it might not. But the thing of it is, is you better believe there's no quarter between yeah. those three cars.
1: <laughs> you got
0: that right.
1: <laughs> you got that right. Hey, fellas, let's take a break. We we've actually been recording for an hour now. Uh let's take a quick break. commercial break and um and we'll and we'll get back here. Uh, we'll get back to some other news and, and get on to Dover. Way safe, fellas. Uh-huh.
0: Thank you for listening, and we hope you participate with us. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or Google Play and visit our website, com, where you'll find information on being a Patreon and helping our charity, com.
1: Billy, I don't know. Have you had a chance to see Time Machine yet? They're on YouTube from Dirty Mole Media.
2: Holy shit, man. I started watching it last night. I had forgotten about it, and Jimmy Wags had sent us a text message and said Time Machine was awesome. I'd walked through a fire for that guy. I thought, what the hell? Did they come out with a new movie or something? I said, shit, it was released today. And, man, my wife must have been cutting up a shitload of onions in here because my (laughs) eyes were watering. It brought back so many memories. And, you know, the... Damn, Matthew Dillner just did a hell of a job. The thing where Junior says when he's a little kid, you know, Rayson, I just love it to death, you know. Man, that's my favorite commercial with him.
1: Yeah. Billy, when I got Jimmy Wags' text last night, and I'm looking at it right now, he he was so over the top, excited about this thing. I was like, are you really? I I, think I said something like, for real or yeah? And he's like, when he said I'd run through a fire, and that guy's like, "Oh shit!" I stopped what I was doing and went to YouTube and watched it. And I want to tell you something, man. It it was it was simple and powerful. And and I think the more simple some things are, the more powerful they can be. And Billy, this was just raw, unedited. I mean, they obviously they edited, but I mean, Dale Junior is sitting there talking. We we just said that we we'd love Bubba Wallace for wearing his motion on sleeve. We just wish he wouldn't stick his head up his ass when he's doing it. But for Dale Jr. to look in there and say, "I keep telling people I'm nervous, and nobody believes me," I, he was really nervous. Billy, did you do you believe he was yeah. really
2: nervous? I, I do. After watching that uh, last night, and you know, another part that hit me right in the feels was uh, when they were leaving Darlington. He re- he looked back and told Annie yeah. he was like. Can can you believe that they were cheering for me?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Billy, I, that gave me goosebumps. It gave me goosebumps to hear that, that, that how genuine, how genuine and how appreciative. You know, it, we did the appreciation tour for a reason, because he, he was genuinely appreciative for everything that he's, you know, had and, and the fan support and his teammates and, and, and everything. He was genuinely, and he came off extremely genuine, but... But I think at the same time that he was happy that the fans, um, you know, um, cheered and all that kind of stuff. I, Dale Jr. is such a nice fucking guy that I think he was also happy that he raced, got got the opportunity to race, so that we could enjoy that moment. And that's dude, that that thing when he said that to me, I can't believe that they were they were cheering like that. I was like, damn! I mean, that hit me hard. That, that, I got goosebumps and um and then when he and uh, Isla and, and was was throwing candy on the on the sink, I was like as, you, as I mean as old Dale Jr just you know um he's got more money than he knows what the hell to do he can start burning it today and um uh, uh I mean I'll be a damn old damn Texan by the time he runs out of it but I mean, just, he's the,
2: he's the only person I've known that just give a whop back a million dollars you know Yeah,
1: yeah, it's crazy. It was fantastic. It was super simple. I know those guys over at Dirty Mo Media worked hard on that, but the fact of the matter is they had a had a great subject to work with, fantastic subject matter, and they they knocked one. um, They knocked it right out of the park. Billy Bradley, we got to go to Dover. By the way, I'm playing this on protest because your
0: winner.
1: We haven't even got to Dover yet. No, we haven't even got to Dover. We still got another race to go, but Rob. Pick this. My winner, um, uh, my dark horse, finished higher than anybody else. And your pick, my pick, Billy's pick, my dark horse. But wow, Billy wow, got the victory wow. because his, his the one he picked for winner came in higher than any of our winner. But my dark horse finished P4, Billy Bradley. I'm under protest. I want this to be known.
2: <laughs> you done protested once, and it, it didn't get the judgment, so.
1: Oh, I did. I Do I protest a lot? Hell, I don't even know. I don't even listen to what I... Somebody asked me the other day, I said, I can't believe you said that on, on the podcast. I was like, well, shit, you have to remind me. What the hell did I say? I'm not even sure I remember after it comes out of my lips, but, Rob, we're going to Dover. Um, it is a... <laughs> it's a concrete track. Um, you're going up there. I, I guess tire management is always... Is always something you got to look out for on a, on a surface like that. Yes. I mean, is it, are we going to see anything goofy? Yeah. Go ahead and talk to us about it.
0: No tire management is big at Dover. It always has been, especially Mm -hmm. since it's been a concrete Mm -hmm. and you know, the phrase that pays is Dover is Bristol on steroids. Yeah. I mean, the speeds are there. The banking is there. They dive off when they go into the corner. They're going downhill, yeah, and then they're coming back up off the corner onto the straightaway, and then they're downhill again into the corner. And mm-hmm. I mean, the speeds are there. I mean, it, it's it's an incredible place to watch a race. Yeah. Uh, when when they made it 400 miles, it made it that much better because there's less time to to just hang out. And you know, mm-hmm. like, like like they say at Bristol. You, you know, there's no place to hide. Well, you know what? There's no place to hide at Dover either, and it's a yeah. shit ton faster. Excuse my French.
1: Well, let's um, put it this way. Well, I'll it, tell you it's
0: what. It's going to be it, – it's a big race. It's a. It, it, this sets up the second round of the playoffs. There's mm-hmm. some cats that that need to win there. There's some cats that want to win there. And it's by far one of the coolest trophies yeah. to grab from there. Because old Miles, I mean, mm. he ain't no joke now. Miles <laughs> will grab you and just not turn you loose. And your day can go from, you know, hero to zero in no time at all. And yeah. that place is a, I mean, it's a battle all day. A battle.
1: Well, Dover, as you said, starts off this uh, second round of playoffs. Then we go to Dover. Talladega is the middle race for Christ's sakes. and then we go to Kansas. So Dover, Dover is a very interesting race because it is, I mean, that concrete track can eat up some cars. Monster Miles doesn't doesn't fool around. And Billy, if I remember correctly, yeah. um, I think we had, I think there might have been some weather last year um, uh, for for a practice or something. Maybe if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, but Billy, um, how
0: do you guys remember this?
1: Old, uh, I think Chase Elliott. I mean Chase Elliott got a victory
0: there. I, I believe he wins. I have to go Thank back you. and look at notes to remember this crap, man. How do you guys? Ever, <laughs> oh, you know, there, you know there was some weather in practice. I have to go back and look at notes when I'm doing my pre race stuff to remember where the what the weather was or when we practiced. You guys are like, oh yeah, you know there was weather there. <laughs> How do you guys remember this stuff, man? If
1: I'm not mistaken, I think there was a storm or something that was I mean like a like a <laughs> like a big tropical depression or some shit that was going up through there. But I think Elliott won this race. He just come off a victory here, Billy Bradley. Uh Denny Hamlin's always good at this track. Joey Logano's good at this track. This is a short track I mean I, Kyle Bush is gonna be good at this track. And hey, Ricky Stanhouse Jr.'s not bad here, hey, Billy Bradley.
0: Hold on a What's second. That? I think you guys are forgetting Superman at this track.
1: Well, I was going to say that. The driver um, of that
0: 48 pretty yeah. much, I mean, you want to talk about pulling the cape out and changing yeah. it in a phone booth. The driver of that 48 ain't no joke of Dover either. So let's just well, keep that in mind.
1: And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Billy, last year you and I both said Jimmy Johnson's was going to come to – because he was running – it was the first year he wasn't going to have a victory, and he came to Dover, and I think he shit his pants, if I'm not mistaken. I think he, he, he I crashed think he out earlier. Yeah, I think he wrecked, like, within the first 30 laps or something, and everybody's like, oh, shit, that might be <laughs> – we might not see him win a race. But, Billy, this is a very important race because it's going to get – it's going to start off these uh, – we've only got 12 chasers in, and we got – uh, we've got a very interesting grouping of tracks here, Billy. Who are you going to take for your winner, and who are you going to take for your dark horse?
2: Well, this is going to sound so damn odd because I can't use him as a damn dark horse because he's got a win. Uh, Alex Bowman.
1: Holy shit! You can't oh, use a no, dark horse. Who,
2: who is is a Who's your dark it. horse?
0: Do the rules reset because the playoffs reset? I mean, what are we dealing with? No,
1: he's taking Alex Bowman to win, Rob. You and and Jimmy Johnson. I thought
0: he said dark horse.
1: I I did too. Yeah, Um, I thought thought that's what he meant
0: too.
1: Yeah, so you're taking Alex Bowman to win, and Jimmy Johnson is your dark horse. Did I hear you correctly, Bud?
2: It hurts to come out of my mouth, but yes, that's (laughs) right. Billy Bradley,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're
0: brat, Billy. <laughs>
1: that's crap. Billy said, "You know what, boys? I ain't scared. Uh, uh, you ain't sawing at J. D. Mike. You know what? you
0: get going to stick last next week. See, here's the thing:
2: Bubba's uh, not going to pay back this week. He's not.
1: Oh, he's not, not going to oh. do it.
2: Yeah.
0: It's the next. Yeah, because you know what? The next two ra- actually, the next three races are next trekkers. If you wreck somebody,
1: yeah, that's right. Holy that's right. Cow. Yeah." Yeah, there's no doubt. All right, well, uh, Rob, you basically got—I mean, your Superman's not there for your Dark Horse, but who are you taking, bud?
0: Y'all are bullshit. I mean, I'm sorry, not y'all, <laughs> Dan. I'm not. I'll get to you later, but Billy, that's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> I don't know if I have a protest left, but your picks are crap. And you know what? You oh, get to go so last so next week. When you get there, man. Tomorrow. I mean, I can't even believe, dude. You know I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted right now. I need to collect my thoughts. Okay. Martin Truex is your winner. Okay. Martin Truex is your winner. And your dark horse is going to be Clint Boyer.
1: Damn it. That's a good pick. I was gonna try to sneak in and get and get Clint Boyer, but I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do, fellas. I'm gonna take Demi Hamlin. Demi Dumbass Hamlin as my winner and listen I'm this this doesn't make me have brass balls And Barry, why didn't you pick I, Chris I have...
0: Boucher for fuck's sake <laughs> I'm sorry I'm well, for God's sake I'm right him for next year I'm sorry yeah, I'm like, why didn't you pick Chris Boucher man Oh <laughs> uh,
1: God. Um, I'm going to take Demi Hamlin as my winner and I am I am really torn don't don't make fun of me, but I'm, I'm torn. I really want to take Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, just because I think this is a track where he might be able to rebound on. He's a he's done pretty well here before, and after I saw him kind of door the six car the other day, I. I'm not sure this guy really gives much of a shit about who's in his way or that sort of thing, I, which really I, here's, I think he can do really well or I think he can crash out at any moment, and that's that's the scary thing about it. If I was going to take anybody else, though, if I was going to take anybody else here, um, I would probably take somebody like a like a, um, uh, uh, an Austin uh, Dillon, uh, no, not I. mean, I can't take I can't take Bowman for Christ's sake. But you know who also is starting to remind me of a good racer here is William Byron, and he's available. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna go with Stenhouse Jr. I dogged the shit out of him all year, and as soon as he gets fired, I I support him a little bit. But I'm gonna take Demi Hamlin. I'm gonna take Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, Rob Lopes, you took um, remind me who you got a Boyer as your dark course, and you got Martin Truex Jr. as the winner. Billy Bradley, you got right. Jimmy Johnson as your uh, as your dark horse, and you took Alex Bowman as your winner. Holy shit, boys! We listen. I, I thought I was I thought I had a pretty good handle on who you guys were going to pick, and Billy just threw that thing out in the whack.
2: Yeah, you know Bowman finished second in the spring and led sixteen laps.
1: He did, Billy Bradley. He did, and I, I can't. I, I with Kyle Busch. And Martin Triggs Jr. available. And and Chase Elliott, by the way. Oh, wait a minute. Damn it, Chase off. Uh, I forgot about Chase Elliott. Damn it. Well, I already picked, but I but I it wouldn't surprise me Chase Elliott. Don't,
0: don't be that guy. Don't no, be I'm not gonna one. be
1: that guy. That's what I'm gonna do. Well listen, it's been a hell of a week, boys. We are now recording up to oh my god, an hour and twenty hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, you're
0: going to probably do some editing. I'll tell you what, you can edit out the cuss words. That'll
1: probably narrow it down about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we can out the cuss words, We'll knock it down to under an hour for sure.
0: Um, 30 seconds.
1: Listen, boys, I, I i tell you what. I really enjoyed last week's uh, Pay It Forward, and if you guys don't have anything else on that, I'd like to continue that thing. Take a, a, a shopping cart in, pick up a piece of trash. I had good time. I really enjoyed that this weekend. If you all don't have anything else, I'd like to keep that rolling. Well, I mean, what do you got? Definitely. All right, let's keep it, no, I,
2: no, keep it rolling.
1: Keep we're it rolling. Keep it rolling. the community.
2: That's
0: exactly we're going to better right.
1: this community uh, one podcast at a time for damn sure. Rob, um, is this uh, – you got any good places to eat up there?
0: In Dover? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know, there's the ever-popular favorite, Sambos, which is uh, right there near the water. It's the best place you can get crabs there. You know, Mm -hmm. blue claw crabs are a big thing, Maryland, Delaware, you know, New Jersey. That's the place Mm -hmm. to go. I mean, and if you're there, I mean, you can't can't even get a seat in that place on Saturday night, let me tell you. Yeah. Friday nights, too. If you're going to go, you better go Thursday night. And otherwise, you you'll see some faces that you recognize in that <laughs> place. I'm here to tell you.
1: Well, Rob, if you go someplace with interesting food for us, um, for us, um, uh, us uh, lowlifes that don't don't travel to fancy fancy <laughs> places, uh, send us a foodie. picture for sure. We're foodie. Um,
0: We're all you, you yeah, got foodie.
1: Yeah, foodie. Foodie for sure. I, I want to see a picture for Billy Bradley. For Rob Lowe, this is Dado signing off on the longest podcast in um, the sloppy yellow history. <laughs> in history. Boys, let's go to Dover. Let's see a hell of a race. Let's see what 50 cups we can strike up there. What you all say?
0: Let's Heck go. go to the. Uh... Let's do it. See you, fellas. Let's do it. Thanks for listening to Off the Rails. Take a listen to Daddo's new favorite song, Damn, Bougie, girl. by Mix Pac. Can you just like chill for a second and stop being bougie all the dang time? Let's have some fun, alright? Let's got vitamins up. So yeah, so yeah. Drinks on me.
2: oh ooh, wow, Let wow. Later on at the party, my crib. But this girl on my right shit. Yeah. Why well, you gotta be so bougie, so bougie, bougie. Why well, you gonna be so bougie? So bougie bougie.
0: Gotta chill, need to relax. Not everywhere needs a VIP pass. Keep it up, you'll have no real friends left. Designer goals aren't gonna earn you respect. Just stop, you're being too loud. Your trash talk won't make your mama proud. Snap, snap, show your picture, perfect, fake laugh. Back up, you ain't even in the limelight. Bottoms up, slow so
2: slow down. Dreams on me. Oh, 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 oh. Later on, after party, my crib But this girl on my right shit Why you gotta be so bougie? So bougie, bougie Why you gotta be so bougie? chill, why you so damn thirsty, oh he got a rollie, hey, man you so damn basic, man I ain't saying you a gold digger, but what you doing at SLS when you stay at Azusa, it's okay, not my bitch. so I'm gonna walk away, got better shit to do than to entertain you, said she want the Fendi swimsuit with the Fendi shoes, then she looked at me, I said you picked the wrong dude, I'm out, bottoms up, slow down, slow down, drinks on me, oh, 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 oh. later on, not the party my crib, but this girl on my right shit, yeah, you got me so bougie, so bougie? So blue.